I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello everybody and welcome to the Covenant Living Broadcast. Glory to God. I'm David Weeder, and again this week, we have the honor and the privilege of Professor Dr. Greg Stevens <laughs> Thank you. from Thank the you. Kenneth Copeland Bible College. Thank, Thank you, sir. Thank you. For being it's with us all this here. month. Thank you. Glory to God. I don't, if you've been watching, you need, if you haven't been watching, you just don't need to jump in right here. You need to go back and listen to what we've done so far because Professor had been on a roll and teaching has been taking place. Glory to God. And it's been so, so very rich. Let's have a word of God. We'll get a word of prayer. Well, that's the word of God, too. It is the word of God. It is the word of God. The word. That's right. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into today's message. Father, we thank you for this another opportunity to teach and preach your word. What an honor. What an honor and a privilege and we thank you and declare that every person in the sound of our voice will be changed, improved, their life will come up because it is the word and power of God mm -hmm. that changes lives. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the opportunity and we ask you that these broadcasts, these podcasts, these radio broadcasts get to every person that you have designed it to reach. Holy Spirit, minister to the people. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to amen. God. Well, I tell you what, if this is the first time you've joined us this month, let, us let, let me let you know what we're doing. We are talking all this month about covenant. We talked last month, or let's see, this is the third one this time, so before that, <laughs> we, yeah. we, we talked about the name mm -hmm. backing the covenant. Mm -hmm. And now we let the Lord re lead that right into the covenant and teaching on the covenant. Why? Why is this broadcast called Covenant Living? Why the covenant man song at the beginning? Because everything mm -hmm. that we can experience in victorious life as a Christian is through covenant. Mm -hmm. Used to be between a covenant between God and man. Mm -hmm. Now it's a covenant between God and an immortal man mm -hmm. that can never, ever be broken again. That's right. Glory to God. Now, last week, the professor left us with a teaser. Yeah, I did. <laughs> about something that, that it was a picture for you, but um, when you were talking about the name of that, the name of the covenant, the name, you're as only good. You are only as good as your sacrifice. That's good. So, so Say in, that again. You're only as good as your sacrifice. Look at it this way. If I were to bring my lamb to you, you're the priest in the temple, and I've got my lamb that I'm watching over for my sin offering for me. And I bring it to you. You're the priest. I'm walking up here. And look what you're doing. You're looking. He's looking at my lamb. He's not looking at me. He's looking at the lamb. Mm -hmm. Because this lamb can be blameless. It has to be spotless. Yeah. 
can't have a can't have a lamb with a wonky eye or a broken leg or anything, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with wonky eyes, but <laughs> but but you're but look, not for the sacrificial lamb. Not for the sacrificial lamb. No. It has to be perfect. Yes. And you're looking at the lamb. You're not looking at me. So let me help you with something. When you were born again, the father didn't look at you. He looked at the lamb. Oh, glory to God. And you're only as good as your sacrifice. Let me tell you something. Your lamb is perfectly acceptable. Yeah. John will even say, behold, the lamb of God, which takes away the sin mm-hmm. of the world. Now, he'll say that at Jordan. Um, and they, and we talked about last week, Deuteronomy 28, we got all the blessings and the cursings. Mm-hmm. But if you don't understand Deuteronomy 27, you won't understand Deuteronomy 28. That's exactly Deuteronomy right. 27 is when Moses is telling them, when you go into your promised land without me, you go in without me, and why, did, why couldn't he go? He misrepresented God. Mm-hmm. He was commanded to strike the rock. It was a picture of Jesus. And then the second time he was commanded to speak to that rock. Now strike it. Right. Jesus doesn't need to die again. He doesn't need to be struck again. He's trying to teach him something. From now on, you'll use his name. You'll speak. You'll say. You'll confess what you want to happen, and the rock will do it for you. Yeah. Yeah, glory. He's trying to get him over into faith. Well, he's bring, trying to bring him up because that, that, that's how he operated when he created this Absolutely whole thing right. together. He didn't go around smacking things around. And because of that misrepresentation, Moses, it cost him in the flesh. He got to see it. He didn't get to right. go in. Okay, so they come across. Here's what you're supposed to do. I'll paraphrase it. You are to write all the, plaster some stones, write it big, legible, so everybody can read it. I want you to divide half of Israel's tribes on one mountain to the south. That will be the Blessing Mountain. That's Mount Gerizim. I want you to put... The other half of the tribes on the north mountain, Mount Ebal. And in between the two mountains, I want you to stand and read the entire law to them and the stones. The blessings? They're going to read the blessings and the cursings. And the people that are on the northern mountain, the curse mountain, will say amen to every curse. Now, he doesn't make them say amen to all the blessings because the blessings are given. Okay. (laughs) Okay, here we go. And then you're going to do a burnt offering. So what he does is he, you, you see it, it plays out in Joshua chapter 8. They cross Jordan, and the man's name is Joshua that's leading him. If you say it in Hebrew, his name is Yeshua, right. Jesus. Right, exactly. So salvation will take them across. You're going to take the ark with you. This time, instead of stretching forth a rod, it'll part like the Red Sea. Your feet will enter the water. And the waters will roll back. The scripture says, uh, I believe it's in Joshua chapter 3, the waters will roll back all the way. Yeah, here it is, verse 16, Joshua 3, 16. And the waters which came down from above stood and rose upon a heap very far from the city of Adam, Adam, Uh that is by Zarephath. So the waters are going to roll all the way back to Adam. That's interesting. That's about 15 miles. There's a little town there. So they're going to cross over, but this thing is going to roll back to Adam. This is what covenant does. It's rolling us all the way back to Adam. And so when you cross, I want you to take 12 stones from the middle of the river, write the names of the tribes on them, put them there. And then when you cross over on the other side, get 12 and make a memorial over there. It's a picture, David, of water baptism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Death, burial, and resurrection. The water comes over, <clears throat> and then we come out victorious on the other side. Now, Jesus is going to come to John, his cousin, at that same spot. 
And John's baptism is unto repentance. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Question, did Jesus need repentance? No. So why is he getting baptized? And this is the question that John will ask him. I don't need to baptize you. You need to baptize. I need repentance. You don't need it. Right. So why did he do it? Well, here's the, here's the way. Here's an example of the way a high priest is the, the change ceremony for a high priest. Okay, you're my son. I'm the high priest. You're about to become the high priest. So what you will do is you will disrobe and you'll get into what they call in Hebrew a mikvah, or, or you'll immerse in water. Okay, and you'll go down, and when you come out, I'll put new priestly garments on you. I will anoint you, and I'll speak, your, as your father, I'll speak words over you. Now, when Jesus is baptized, the Lamb of God, which will take away the sin yes. of the world, what happened? Father the Holy spoke. Spirit descended upon him. He was filled with the Spirit, yes. and the Father spoke over him. Yes, he did. At that moment, you cannot convince me. You cannot convince me. I am fully persuaded that Jesus, the Messiah, became the high priest after the order of Melchizedek right then. Glory. And he's the high priest now. He'll be the reigning king. He's not that right now. But he is the high priest yes. of a better covenant. Of a better covenant. So now here... Constantly, ever living to make interest. At Yom Kippur, every year they have two goats and a bull. Okay? And the high priest will cleanse himself in water put on his garments, he'll throw dice to determine which goat. The dice lands on this goat, he kills the goat with the bull, mixes their blood, takes it into the holy place, and offers uh, an offering for the sins of the people to be atoned for, for mm-hmm. a year. Right. The other goat, he comes out and he lays his hands on that goat and he confesses the sins of the nation, not the people, sins of the nation onto that goat, and they lead it out into the wilderness, the Judean wilderness. Mm-hmm. Tradition was they would hang a scarlet cord on the temple door. And when that goat died out there, the sins of the nation had been forgiven, it would turn white. Right. Interesting thing. Um, history teaches us, not in the Word, but history teaches us that around 30 A.D., the cord stopped changing color. It stayed red. Why? There's a new priest. There's a new, that's right. There's a new priesthood. When did Jesus get baptized? Probably right around 30 A.D. Yeah. Now, what did he do after he was baptized? I'm talking about the same place where Joshua crossed. I'm going back to that. And where the blessing and cursing happens. It's the same place. This is the place that Abraham built an altar in Genesis 12. It's the same place Joseph will be sold and abducted. And they'll bring his bones back to the same place. It's how accurate the word is. Yes, absolutely. So, and, the, and, the rolls, and this thing rolls back to Adam. So what did Jesus do, full of the Holy Ghost, when he left being baptized? He went into the, the wilderness, wilderness and was tempted. Right? Yes, sir. And here's the thing. When he was tempted, there were three temptations Israel had. They failed. Jesus will be tempted in three things, and he'll pass them all. Mm-hmm. So he's fulfilling everything. So in saying that, picture this. You're going to read the law. We've got an we've a, a altar built, and the altar was built on the curse mountain. Now I wondered, how unfair of God to put half of his chosen people in the curse? In the curse. What's that about? Now this goes to something you were talking about with marriage in, in a previous program, because here's how he divided them. I saw this. On the cursing mountain are Jacob's sons that he had with maidservants. 
on the blessing mountain are Jacob's sons that he had with Rachel and Leah. Well, well, well. That he was married to. Glory to God. Now, we, he's married to two because... Are y'all getting this? He's married to two because his father-in-law tricked him. Tricked him, right. So that's why he's married to two. But the, the blessing sons are through them. And they're on that mountain. The cursing sons are the handmaidens, the which, which gives the Ishmaels. Yeah. But they're still on the blessing because they're part of Israel. Yes, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. so he's going to plaster these stones. He's going to write the law on them. They're going to read them, and the, the priest will call it out, and they'll say amen to it. Now, here's what happens. They cross over. Now, where are we? I'm in Joshua chapter 8. They've crossed over, and the first town they're supposed to come to is Jericho. Okay. And they march around it. We know the story of Jericho. The walls came down. Right. Rahab will help them there. She'll, interesting thing, hang what out her window? A scarlet cord out <laughs> her window. It's, you can't make this stuff up. The, the, the Word of God. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, bless their heart, babies. Yeah. Okay. They, they, they come up with things about pointing out the contradictions in the Word of God. Mm. Let me give you... A hint. There are none. No. There are no There are some that as you approach it from a natural standpoint, right. which you can't do. Right. But as you're young and you're just getting into things and, and, and everything, there are some things when you approach it from the natural standpoint, particularly with no understanding of covenant, that appear to contradict. But hang with it, baby. Stick with it. He'll reveal it to you. He'll reveal you it to ask you. Him. No, yeah. don't come to him all. What I've found that he, my father does not get upset when I genuinely don't understand and I'm asking. Right. Now, if I come to him. Accusatorily. Yeah, it's a that, different That's matter. a different issue. Yeah. Absolutely different. <laughs> okay, so they're going to do something. Joshua is going to do something different than what Moses told him to do. Well, now that's in trouble, isn't it? No, watch this. Um, they come, they, they win Jericho. They were commanded not to take any spoil or anything from Jericho because Jericho is cursed. So there's a dude named Achan. What does he do? He takes something, buries it in his tent. They go up to fight this next little town, Ai, and what happened? They got whooped. Beat. <laughs> Ran with their tail between their legs. Whooped. <laughs> now, that's going to work to their advantage because the king of Ai is going to get pretty cocky and confident the next time. And Joshua will set it in a bat, uh, uh, an ambush um, for him. So there's sin in the camp. Why? He took the curse. Now they haven't done the blessing cursing thing yet, but he took the curse. Um, I could say this, that first city, that, that's first fruits. That belonged. That's right. Took the tree. Took, he took what belonged to him. He took <coughs> the curse. Right. And we don't do that. So they get all that straightened out. They go back to Ai and they, they beat him. They capture the king of Ai uh, alive. They bring him to Joshua. They have, now they're dividing all the people onto the two mountains, the cursed mountain to the north, the blessing mountain to the south. They set up the priest with the Ark of the Covenant in the valley between the two. They build an altar on the cursed mountain, not on the blessed mountain. It's not in the middle. It's up on the mountain. Okay, there's a sin altar up there right. that they're going to offer to. Now look at this, <coughs> excuse me, in Joshua chapter 8, uh, verse 28, and Joshua burnt Ai 
and made it a heap forever, even a desolation unto this day. Verse 29, here it gets really interesting. This was not part of the instructions, okay. but he does it. And the king of Ai, he hanged on a tree until evening tide. Evening. Well. And as soon as the sun was down, Joshua commanded that they should take his carcass down from the tree and cast it at the entering of the gate of the city and raise thereon a great heap of stones that remaineth unto this day. Now here's what happened. They take a king and they, the literal translation means they impaled him. And hanging him with a rope. They right. bailed him on a tree. Down there in the middle of the two, so you have blessing and cursing and a king hanging on a tree. It's a picture Mm-mm-mm. of what's coming. Yes, sir. And there's an altar over here on this curse mountain. So now here's the thing. They are not saying amen or so be it to the curse. Yeah, we want the curse. You'd be a fool to want that. You understand this group had only grown up with Moses. Right and what Moses told them to do. So here's the deal. They're not committing themselves now to Moses. They're committing themselves now to God. There's a different thing. Mm -hmm. This has never been done before. It's the blessing. It's a promise. It's it's what they're, they're, they're agreeing to be and agreeing to do with a king hanging on a tree and the blessing being spoke. Now, that takes me back to what we said last week, Galatians chapter 3. You're going to see this thing played out. And verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse. They read the law and they said, so be it to us. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. There it is. That the blessing. So they read the curses after they look at the guy hanging on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. If you look at Matthew 26, they have to hurry and get Jesus down Down off off the the tree tree. before it got dark. That's right. The whole thing, (laughs) I'm telling you, it gets you, doesn't it? The whole thing is a picture of what's going to happen. Your salvation is going to come when a king will hang on a tree and the curse will be reversed. Now, why were were there curses? I mean, you know, in every covenant that I know of, now, not in that first one with Abraham. Right. No, there were no curses attached. No. That was a one-sided, God said, as for me, this is what I'll do. But even, in, even through history, you know, African tribes and things like that, there's a ceremony, mm-hmm. you know, a procedure mm-hmm. where there's announcement of the blessing of this covenant mm-hmm. and an announcement of the curse, what will happen if you break this covenant. Exactly. If you ever read E.W. Kenyon's little book about the blood covenant, mm-hmm. you'll hear a perfect example of that where, um, I can't remember the man's name right now, he had a goat with him. Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. Had a goat Stanley, with him. We're talking about Stanley and Livingston. <laughs> he had a goat with him, and that goat was providing for him. He's a real stomach issue. Mm, ulcers. And the king wanted that, the chief wanted that goat. Sure. And he said, if you don't give it to him, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. And he gave him the goat, and he gave, he gave him a stick, and he looked like he got ripped off. But everywhere he went, people fell down when they saw that stick. That's right. He's walking in that kingship, even though he's not the king. But he has that king backing him. Right. And so that's what part of that is. Jesus, our Father, is so holy, and we're in a fallen state, that we needed that outward, Paul calls it a tutor, the law, mm-hmm. the teacher. To, to, to teach us mm-hmm. that... 
I can't do this on my own. That's right. And I have to have my faith in the one that did do this. Because if, if anyone... So the law's good. Exactly. Going back to what you were talking about, the, the sacrificial lamb had to be perfect. perfect. Now, Jesus... Now, the law... Yeah. If someone kept the law... Got to keep it all. All of it. Every jot... Now, all of it. Every bit of it. Yes. They would be perfect. There's only one person that could do Nobody it. could do it until... Until Jesus. Until Jesus. Exactly right. So now in the Passover ceremony, uh, every year uh, at Passover, <coughs> excuse me, you would bring, for four or five days, you would bring the lambs into Jerusalem for inspection. Now, Jesus is going to ride in exactly to the day oh, that, that, Daniel, that Daniel is going to prophesy he will, exactly to the day. And they're going to cry out, Hosanna, 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 Hosanna. Hosanna. And he says, the, the Pharisees say, make them stop. And he says, if I do, these rocks will cry out because we got rocks crying out in, in Joshua. Yeah, yeah. And who, what rocks uh, are we talking about? Well, there's a couple of prophets that were buried right there. Mm-hmm. And so that's why that their words are going to going to cry out because they're speaking about me. Now that's a very interesting thing. In the last week of Jesus' life, okay, when Adam sinned, she was deceived. Adam right. sinned. Right. What's the first thing he did? He went to the works of his flesh and made garments out of fig leaves. Well, he tried. He tried. <laughs> now the Lord will call to him and say, Adam, where are you? King James would say, Adam, where art thou? In the Hebrew, it actually says this, Adam, why are you where you are? He knew where he was. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. He goes, why are you where you are? And at that point, these fig leaves, God's going to go and kill animals. That's right. He's going to give him some leathers to wear. Provision. Yeah, and, and clothe him that way, letting him know again it's going to take bloodshed. Blood was shed. Had to be. Blood That's the had Eden to covenant. be shed. That's the Eden covenant. Blood. And the consequences of it, he had to get him out of there so he wouldn't continue eating of that tree. Blood has to be shed for there to be salvation. Now, salvation, people think recreation of the human spirit, which is true. Uh, yeah. But it includes provision, healing, deliverance. Blood was shed when he entered into a provision cover, covenant with yeah. Adam after the fall. That's right, right. That's right. Blood was shed with Abraham. Yes. Blood was shed through all these covenants, but they were all pointed towards the blood. The promised seed of Abraham. The blood. Now, see, all of the covenants that we've been talking about in the first covenant, you know, the, the provision covenant, the Abrahamic covenant, the, the covenant with Moses... They all involved either the blood of animals or the blood of man. Yeah, right. But there was coming a time (laughs) when the blood of God himself. That's right. Because this goes back to Abraham and Isaac uh, when he offers Isaac. Yeah. Very interesting thing. Isaac wasn't three years old when this happened. No. No. He's older. Matter of fact, he will ask his father. He goes with two servants. Here's a picture. Look forward. Yes. He'll go with two servants on either side of him. And he will carry the wood for the altar on his shoulders, yeah. which is a picture. Absolutely, yeah. And he gets up there and he says, Abba, he goes, Father Abraham, where's the, where's the sacrifice? And Abraham says, the Lord himself will provide. will provide. And then a ram will be caught. 
Yep. And the thing, he fully intended to kill that guy. He was fully persuaded. Yes. He knew El Shaddai but, would be enough <laughs> because El Shaddai promised <clears throat> Excuse me. that he would that Isaac would exist. He's yeah, not going to tell but, him and then kill him. But father, the father can't let him do it. Exactly. Because it won't work. Exactly. It has to be, I'm going to commit my son to this thing. That's exactly so now going back to that fig leaf thing, and then um, we don't have time probably today, but I want to get into... We'll talk about this sacrifice, the seven places Jesus bled, yes. reversing the curse. So anyway, the last week of his life, he's in Jerusalem, and he curses a fig tree. And I've always wondered, why did you do that? That makes absolutely no sense. That tree did absolutely nothing to you, <laughs> and you cursed it. Perfectly good tree killed. <laughs> and the reason he did it is because... Man had used fig leaves to try to cover sin. My, 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 my. And he's reversing that, David. My God. He's saying, never again are you going to use fig leaves. There's, matter of fact, not just fig leaves. There's not going to be any more covering. I'm he, going to eliminate it. I'm going to take care of it. Doesn't have to be covered when it's eliminated. Because that's right, because blood is going to take care of it. Yes. Not some plant. The blood of God. Not himself. your works. My work will do it. You'll have faith in it, and you'll be justified. Not to make light of it, but I'm so glad he redeemed us from fig leaves. <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, I'm thankful. I'd be a little itchy or something. Yeah, you would. But now I'm clothed in righteousness based upon what he did. And that was the first example of man, fallen man, trying to meet his own needs I'm, without God. Immediately. That's immediately where he went to. Absolutely. And here's the interesting thing. I truly believe that was Jesus that he walked in the garden with. And he, he says to him, it, all he had to do, because he's not willing that any should perish, he was, still had to have bloodshed. Yeah. All he would have had to do is own it. Yes, and say, I did it. I did this. I'm so sorry. I ask you to forgive me. He would have forgiven him. Absolutely. Now, there was still need to have been bloodshed. Right. But what he did was he blamed him. He said, the woman you gave me did this. And he's like, okay. Everything's yeah. just changed. Yeah, we just got to do it a different and way. And I'm now. telling you, if you're if you're struggling today, and you're struggling with this, yeah. just fall at his feet this, and right. say, "I did it. I ask for your forgiveness, and, and I ask you to forgive me and wash me." And he'll do it. Yeah, he's well, that faithful. Well, I'll tell you what. Years and years and years ago, my spiritual father, Kenneth Copeland, he he said something, and it's just it's get this. If you don't get anything else from this whole month of broadcasts. Get this. If you've missed it, if you've sinned, I don't care, the most heinous sin you anybody could ever have possibly imagined. Don't run from God when you sin. Run to yes. love. That's what that's not a description of what God has. That's a description of who he mm. is. He is love. So I'm not saying run to God. I'm saying run to love. Yeah. He knows the way out. He's got it. He's already got it. Not covered. He's already eliminated it and all of the repercussions from it. Don't run from God when you okay. sin. Run to him just as fast as you possibly can. Why? Why? Because he loves you. 
He's always for you. He's never against you. And besides that, Jesus is Lord. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make these broadcasts possible. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. And you can also listen to our broadcasts on iTunes. Contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380 to send praise reports, request prayer, or for more information about our ministry and how to become a partner. Mama,